Welcome to episode 52 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we'll be discussing Commando from 1985. Remember when we said that we'd do Commando last? We lied. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And on tonight's episode, we'll be talking about the uh, 80s action flick Commando. And speaking of cheesy shit from the 80s and not wearing underwear, we got our buddy here today, Stokes, who's filling on the mic for us to do this awesome, epic Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. When Kyle told me we were going commando, like, what what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I don't mind the fact that you're not wearing underwear, but the fact that you chose to just go, like, no pants, no shirt, and socks only is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a little bit uncomfortable for your first uh, introduction it, to the show. I don't show, know if you but... noticed this, but he was cutting down your tree as I came in today. <laughs> Dude, it was a fucking chainsaw. Well, you know what? That needed to go, and I'm impressed that he ha- he walked holding it himself because I thought that would be a couple-man job. And I kind of wish he just kind of trimmed his hedges, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, uh, we're, we're all pumped up. We're going to pump you up with some commando tonight. I've been shooting up steroids like for the past couple of days after since watching this film. I'm ready. I did my push-ups before the show. Like When you watch this movie, that's what you feel like. You just feel like, I just want to kick ass. I kind of want to do a bunch of coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get that like, nasal drip when you do coke. I kind of want to do that because like, seeing all this like 80s nouveau, I'm like, man, you know what I need? I need to bang a few rails. <laughs> See, I feel the opposite. I feel like watching this movie, it was like doing coke. Like what, By the time this movie ended, I was just like, You're I put it on. Late at night thinking, oh, I'll watch half now and half tomorrow. And like, yeah, fucking 2 a.m., I'm just like, yeah, I'm waking up back. He's like, yeah, let's do something. But uh, yeah, it didn't happen. I ended up going straight to bed. Okay, but. that had nothing to do with Alyssa Milano, right? Like, <laughs> I know. I, I, although... Back when this movie came out, I would have only well, I would have only been two, so I probably first time I watched this movie was on reruns yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I, I totally had a thing for a Melissa. Yeah, me too, Ronald right? This time, like I never got into Who's the Boss, so I didn't grow up in my teen years with mm-hmm. a, a crush. Or I didn't watch Charmed. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't grow up with the the teen uh, year lust. I remember but, like wh- around ten. T- 
10, 11, 12. Dude, totally um, it was her in this film. So there, was some, there was a movie on like, um, they used to watch these baby blue movies on like CHCH or some shit like that. Like, City like, TV. At midnight. There was this movie called <laughs> oh, I know. Embrace of the Vampire with Alyssa Milano on it. I'm like, oh, let's check out Embrace of the Vampire. Like, okay. Yeah. I thought it'd be like a like cheesy vampire movie. I like cheesy vampires. Then she's like, but God, Thomas. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, this and the yeah, best, it's like lesbian vampires. The best day of my life. <laughs> and I think Poison Ivy 2 as well was another one, I yeah, believe, yeah. where um, she showed that she uh, was the boss. But uh, yeah, before we get into the commando goodness, um, anything exciting you want to talk about? Or I um, went and saw Hereditary. Okay, nice. How was that? Dude, I loved this movie. It is dripping with atmosphere. There are some nightmarish images, and there is almost like this sense of dread throughout the entire movie, and I had no idea where it was going. Like, I, the first 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, blah, blah. It was like almost like, like jerking off. Then, like, something happens, and I'm like, oh, where the fuck is this movie? And then it kind of like sprawls into something you. It is brilliantly put together. Well, that, that, I heard the first half kind of starts out slow where it's mm-hmm. kind of like more Rosemary's what you expect. Baby, yeah. But then like, yeah, the last half, it goes crazy and it becomes the movie you want. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. So is it going to be, because every year there's the Babadook, the It Follows, and I always come yeah. away a little bit disappointed. Am I going to come away disappointed or am I going to love this film? Is it overhyped? It's hard to sell with you because usually <laughs> like when I, I love these movies, like Kyle, you're going to love it. It's like, well, I, I liked it, but I didn't like uh, it. So I don't know. It I might be, might be overhyped for you because again, you like see it like four months yeah. after it's actually like uh, popular and at that point it's been uh, spun oh I'm a hipster once it's yeah. popular it's out that's for me. It pretty much be, it uh... <laughs> yeah so I, I kind of want to like come in saying Kyle you're going to hate this movie you're, it's not it's not good you're not going to but I've already heard the hype yeah I think you're going to dig it man cool what are you going to give uh... I got to give 8.5 I really dug it I kind of want to see it again Okay, well, I watched uh, a film I'm pretty excited to talk about. I've been, since we're covering these action movies for the next couple of weeks, I've been saving up some of these uh, kind of B-movie action flicks I've been picking up over the years and waiting to watch. Um, you know, possibly Navy SEALs may be coming up in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, this time I watched Nam Angels from 1985. <laughs> Sorry, from 1989. Uh, this is, uh, if you see the cover, like, right away, you're fucking sold. It's... Is it like a women in prison kind of movie? No, it's, um... So, it it opens up, there's a soldier, he's in Vietnam, he's fighting some Vietnam soldiers, and they accidentally find this, um, this cave, and it has this gold treasure in it, and when he leaves, they get attacked by some of the villagers with bow and arrows and stuff, and two of his men get captured, two of them die or whatever, and he escapes... And then, so the whole point is, he has to go back. They're going to bomb this. He talks to his general, or whatever, and he's like, "Ah, oh, we're going to drop bombs in this in a, a week or so, or two weeks. So you you have to, if you want to go back in there, you only have a week to do it." And he's like, "There's no way you can do it because it's in an area we can't get there by helicopter, and it took you a week alone just to get there by foot. You only have a week to get there and out." So. He's like, oh shit! What can I do? We need to get there. So, oh dude, I've heard about this. So he goes to yeah, he goes to a bar, (laughs) and while he's there, there's the Hell's Angels, and there's this other group of like soldiers. I forget what they are, whether they're Navy or or whatever mercenaries. Mercenaries. He's like. Oh, these Hell's Angels, they better watch out. These guys, uh, you know, I, I know these guys and they're really tough, but they end up getting a fight over the strippers. <laughs> and the Nam's a- Nam, the uh, Hell's Angels, sorry, kick their ass. So he's like, whoa, wait a second. These guys are tough and they ride motorcycles. These guys could be the ones to get me to the location. <laughs> On premise alone, I'm sold. Oh, it's awesome. So yeah, he makes a deal with the, the there's three Hell's Angels or yeah, three Hell's Angels. He makes a deal with them. If you come with us, I mean, this mission, he hasn't mentioned that it's a rescue mission, but if you come with me here, there's 10 million in treasure in this cave. We can get it. We'll split it. 
uh, five ways because they also have a mechanic, an awesome racist mechanic, um, racist towards white people. He calls everyone a cracker. He's amazing. <laughs> Great joke where he's like, he calls the the one uh, the one soldier. So I keep on calling a soldier. His name is Calhoun, which they mention every time they see it. It's like, hey, Calhoun. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so he calls him like a, a cracker, and he's like, hey, man, crackers are from Georgia. I'm from Texas. I'm a redneck, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so th- there's an ongoing joke with that. He's always calling everyone a cracker. But yeah, it's pretty much what you would expect. It is awesome. That it sounds is, amazing. <laughs> these guys going through, and it's obviously not the jungles of Vietnam. This is like the, yeah. tall, the tall grass of- Philippines? <laughs> I think it's the Philippines, some of it in the U.S. as well. Yeah. You can totally tell, though. It's one of those movies where like- they're throwing knives, taking out guys. Every every like ten minutes, you're getting a scene where they get a gun and they just shoot, and it's like the same five soldiers just going down. They mow down. You know what the I mean? Same guys. Like a ramble thing where yeah. they just shoot, and every single time, all five of them they they yeah. get hit directly. Like apparently, these motorcycle gang are experts with machine guns. Um, in the bar, there's a great cameo by Steve Christie from Fire Thirteen. Oh, that's amazing! It's not really him, but if you see it, you have to like. It's totally. He's got the glasses, same hair. He's got the red oh, handkerchief. He has a kerchief too. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Is he wearing like the jean cutoff shorts? Uh, I don't think you you uh. see, but he probably was. I guarantee. It's one of those movies where everyone's got that macho kind of wrestling yeah. personality. Everyone's like fucking machismo. Yeah, machismo dick out kind of guys. Uh, but the really awesome part about it and how it ties into this episode is the villain is none other than Bennett himself. Oh, get out of here. In this film, though, he does not have the tight leather and the mustache. Okay. Does he look a bit more, um, I don't want to say macho because that's not true. Uh, well, no, he doesn't because he has like this bleach blonde mullet slash ponytail <laughs> okay. thing going on. <laughs> He's supposed to be an ex. I guess they say he's the ex, de- and, uh, part of the Devil's Guard, which is like made up of ex Nazi and ex SS uh, soldiers. Soldiers, but he's pretty awesome in it. You have a random scene where like they, they're on the mission. The motorcycle gang leader's like, "You can't tell my men what to do. I'm the boss." And, and randomly, he's like, "If you want to give them orders, you got to defeat me." So like randomly in the middle of the movie, they just like have a in the rain. Match. They just have a, a fight, and like once the the, the, the Calhoun beats him, it literally just cuts to another scene. It has never. It's just like them driving like the next day. Like it doesn't in, in silence. No, like it just oh. that scene could have not happened. It wouldn't matter. Like you could tell they almost probably like filmed it afterwards to fill time. Lots of bad acting, lots of bad dialogue. Uh, you're getting arms are blowing off. Uh, there's a prisoner torched. Uh, like I said, lots of machine gunning, knife so, throwing. This sounds exactly like Commando, but Mo- like, yeah. like a better premise. But with motorcycles. <laughs> there's lots of them doing like popping wheelies and jumping over cliffs. There's a scene where they have to jump over the cliff and it has like this emotional music. Uh, it is so good. Like something that would be on like one of those after school specials where like the kid has to do the jump to prove his, uh, his manhood. The, the Calhoun has a, <laughs> he has a, a, a sawed off shotgun, which is, which is awesome. And a fucking, he carries around a lasso. <laughs> He, and it's he's from Texas. Of it's course him going around. around, like yeah, exactly. So cliche. He's Texas. Let's give him a, a lasso. See, so he goes around. He's like lassoing soldiers, like pulling out. It's like what the fuck, man? Everyone's got machine guns, yeah, and you honestly. got a lasso. Um, but it's awesome. There's a scene where he literally he lassoes a tree and pulls the branch down, revealing some hidden soldiers there. <laughs> this movie sounds amazing. Oh, it's honestly like it, it doesn't let up. Once it starts, like I was just having the time. I'm like, it, it is, it is a great double feature with Commando. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah. So these guys may be rude, crude, and with a bad attitude, but heart of gold. They're thankful when it comes to Thanksgiving because <laughs> they're sitting at the fire, and it's like, hey man, it's twenty fourth. The guy's like, so what? What's the twenty fourth? 
it's Thanksgiving, man. And then it like <laughs> this emotional music comes in. It's like dude, it gets so like this, and it cuts like all the guys, and they're all like. Like it's this very touching Dude, moment. Get up and say, like, I'm thankful for each and every one of you, Nam they, Angels. They, for they, they pretty much did, but in like just by cutting to their face. It's like they delivered all that in their facial expressions. It's a very touching they didn't moment. Have to say it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so cheesy. Um and then the ending delivers everything you want it to be. Again, we you get another jump over a bridge this time, lots of explosions and sacrifices and uh and I kid you not, the film ends with a quote from like a poetry from uh, Paradise Lost. Like <laughs> if any movie needed poetry at yeah, the end of the, the film. End of it. It's this one. Um, I found. I said to them, "This is the brave world we enter, <laughs> and let the gentlemen go and forth and become kings among men." <laughs> Pretty much, uh, Bennett. Of course, he's a villain. You got to have at the end. There's like a not a knife fight. The commando. It's a spear fight this time. <laughs> okay, they, they're gonna drop hey, all their weapons. The ante, yeah, eh? and fight with all their soldiers around them. Uh, this film is at the end of this movie. Does fucking... he get like impaled with like a bamboo shoot? Say, hey. You just got bamboozled. No, nothing like that. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. No, the, the the climax is pretty awesome. I don't want to spoil it, but okay. uh, this film is everything I wanted it to be. It's actually even better because some of these films. Like, is it like like a, a, a Sixth Sense s twist? <laughs> no, like no. A, oh. But you know how some of these films, like some of these exploitation films, like Werewolf on Wheels, and you get yeah. all excited and you find out, but they t- turn into werewolves once in the film for the last yeah. like five minutes. No, this film delivers. Like you're getting motorcycle. They're driving around on their motorcycles, blowing people away. It is it is amazing. I loved it. Every minute of it, uh, I'm going to give it seven and a half. Seven and a out half of 10. for Nam's Angel. This is like if I'm going to throw on a B movie action flick, this is the go to for me from this point forward. Like this, all right, man. It was awesome, and every character's kind of got their own personality, which was cool. And um, yeah, it was great. Uh, th- I just wanted to add too. I looked up afterwards the trivia, and apparently Corman got in shit because he actually used the Hell's Angels uh, logo in- in- insignia. Oh, yeah, did you get, like, a bike chain in the face. Well, no, they they sued him saying that it this movie. Uh, tarnish their stellar <laughs> reputation, <laughs> and he had to pay them a, a chunk of money for That's it. That's so. crazy. Do you think they extorted him? Like they had like over like a balcony by his like ankles and shit? <laughs> uh, possibly, possibly. I think he got in trouble with the Hell's Angels before as well. I remember hearing something on the documentary, and that was this film they were talking about, maybe. Uh, but yeah, this film, uh, complete fucking blast. I'm so glad I watched it uh, with Commando because it's, it's a perfect double. That feature. is that sounds from now on. Like appreciate. if anyone watches Commando, they should watch it with this because again, you got that Bennett connection, but it also it feels kind of like a similar type it, it movie. It sounds exactly like the same movie except that he's going to rescue his Nam friends instead yeah, of his daughter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You guys watch anything else? or Stokes, anything? I watched... Uh... I was on a kind of a Bruce Willis kick, so I was like, <laughs> "Of course, I was watching- like, like a thirty-five-year-old Bruce Willis kick." <laughs> yeah, so I, I watched uh, First Kill. Have you guys seen that? No, I don't think I have. What is that? Rick, it came out in two thousand seventeen. Okay, there's a reason Ooh, I haven't yeah, seen it. So like, <laughs> Anything post cop out is usually not worth it for yeah. Bruce Willis because he doesn't care. But I don't know who took a bigger dive, him or Nicholas Cage. But <laughs> I mean. Those are guys you can turn on. You're like, oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I see. I don't know. I think Nicholas Cage is making a bit of a comeback. Did you hear about this? He's got a couple movies that have been getting good reviews. Like, Mom and Dad got decent reviews. I wouldn't mind seeing that. And then actually. he's got some other one where he's like fighting the devil or something. I heard is pretty good. Nic- hmm. See, Nicholas Cage, I feel at least like Nicholas Cage, I think, is actually the opposite of Bruce Willis. Yes, they both went down the straight to video dreck. The fucking five dollar Walmart bin, yeah. you know that's their their movies now. But at least like Nicolas Cage, I feel he gives it his all. Like he's over. You never feel like he's not delivering. If anything, he goes too over the top with his. You don't have you ever seen Whereas, this community where he's he's not 
bad good he's not good bad you don't know what he is he could yeah. be amazing or he could be terrible but you yeah. have no idea what you're getting but I feel like even when he's terrible which is yes most of the time he, he, he delivers even, even Wicker Man like he is not good in this movie but he is so fucking good no, in this he, movie yeah, you know what I'm saying he wants to be there whereas I feel like Bruce <laughs> Willis is kind of just like sleeping too, too cool for school yeah. yeah I think you're right Bruce Willis is uh, he's kind of got that ego Nicholas Cage like oh just uh I'll make a movie. Yeah. I need the money. So. Yeah. Well, because I, I think Nicholas Cage is like, I need the money, but if you're going to pay me, I'm going to fucking give you my all. Whereas, like, Bruce Willis is like, you're going to pay me because I'm, I'm Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Haven't you seen me in Die Hard and Die Hard 2 and Die Hard with a Vengeance and Live and Let Die? And <laughs> I don't know. Well, the there's a fifth one, right? Like Die Hard 5? Yeah. And it, it, I think they just stopped caring. And I don't even think it's called the Live and Let Die. Sounds more like a Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> Live and let die, die hard. <laughs> that is a Bond movie, right? Yeah. Sorry. McLean. We keep on interrupting uh, this guy. He wants to talk about this Bruce Willis film. Sorry, go Yeah, ahead. it's called First yeah. Kill. Um, Hayden Christensen's in it. Oh, shit. Obviously. Uh, Darth Vader's in it. You Darth get, Vader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got a high caliber from like 2001, I think. <laughs> Well, I got a soft spot for him, honestly. Like, I think he's a pretty good actor. Oh, yeah. but I've I, heard that about him. Yeah, I've heard, like, Star Wars wasn't necessarily his fault. That was his bad dialogue. But I've heard in uh, his other films, he's been he's been okay. I, I don't know what else he's he was been in. Vanishing, what's that Vanishing on 7th Street, which was quite good. I don't know if you guys have seen that, where, like, all of a sudden, everyone just fucking disappears. Oh, yeah, I right. enjoyed that. Like in like like a, and they can't go in the, the like a shadows Spanish or Harlem, like something, something like that? that. Yeah. Anyway, sir. Well, yeah, it takes. I mean, it's a thankless role. That he took on, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, Darth Vader. You're pretty much risking your career at that point. Your co-star was fucking a Jar Jar Binks. Like <laughs> I think. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, um, so Hayden Christensen, he's uh, like a Wall Street broker and hot shot, right? Yeah. And he's got a son. He's like, oh, I'm going to take my son back to my hometown and uh, where where he grew up. He's like, oh, I remember when my dad, you know, sentimental. My dad. With Father's Day recently too, right? So he's like, my dad, my dad, uh, he took he took me he took me uh, on his great hunting trip, and he's like, I'm gonna you know pass it on to my son. So they go they go back to their hometown. He goes stays with his aunt. Uh, so they go on this hunting trip, and um, they come across like two random dudes in the forest oh, no. arguing about money, and the, they end up the one dude gets killed. So they witness it, and then now the hunters become the, the hunted. hunted. They're the hunted. And so who is Bruce Willis? Is this Bruce Willis the yeah, father? Yeah, so Bruce Willis is like the sheriff of the town, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, oh he he remembers uh, the family and whatnot. So I won't give too much away, but uh, they ended up kidnapping his son because they know he, they witnessed the uh, the crime and. Uh, so the movie's just him trying to get his son, son back, back and uh, give me back my son. <laughs> a, a few uh, twists and turns and. With Bruce Willis, I Bruce end, Willis is in on it. He's pretty. <laughs> you know these movies aren't hard to predict. So <laughs> it's not good, so <laughs> I can't say much about it. What are you going to give it out of ten? Uh, it's like a three, Ooh, four. Oh. <laughs> like the, the reviews online are like three to four. Like, yeah. and I, I think that's pretty much accurate. So the, I always find like those movies. That's what you should pay for them. For it's, if it's a three star film, it's like that's a three dollar brand new film. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like a dollar star purchase. Which is now three dollars because they don't do anything for the dollar store anymore. So you sound bitter. About, you sound bitter about that. No, I love going to <laughs> yeah, Dollar M. Is awesome. I, I recommend everyone check it out. You go there and there's a, you always find good shit and it's like three bucks. So, uh, anyways, this episode is brought to you by Dollar <laughs> Make sure you get your RC cola. <laughs> Um, no, I guess, yeah, do you guys have anything else to talk about? Or? Yeah, you guys want to jump into it? Because I yeah, kind of do. Yeah. Uh, we're just too pumped, man. Like, I, I watched other flicks, but let's just fucking get into Commando, man. Uh, so here is the amazing trailer for Commando from 1985. Uh, give me back my daughter. <laughs> ah, 
Ah, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If you want your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he is going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what Major did! I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. A retired elite black ops commando launches a one-man war against a group of South American criminals who have kidnapped his daughter. Yes, that is the uh, the exciting, very deep, and kind of, it's very confusing. There's all these twists and turns in Commando. No, it's really not. Literally, the plot is. <laughs> it's, it's so deep. They capture his daughter. Cool. They want him to uh, assassinate the prime minister of, uh, what is it, Vel? I think it was Argentina. No, it's a made-up. Uh... You are gay? I just remember on the plane, it was Air Argentina. Yeah, That's all that I remember sense. about that. It's Vel Verde. Which is a made-up um, country that the the writer came up with, and this country is also in Predator, where oh, Predator takes awesome. place. Because he, uh, he, or actually, no, he had nothing to do with Predator. They just fucking copied it from him. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was a real country, <laughs> but then it is in some of his all. I guess the same writer put it in a lot of his other TV shows and movies. And okay. Die Hard Two, I guess one of the villains I think is from Val Verde. Before we get into Verde. this, I uh, I noticed a thing on the, um, the credits. One of the writers was uh, it was a Jim Loeb the third. Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb. Yeah. <laughs> On the on the uh, credits when it was uh, came it came up Jim Lode three so I'm like oh this is kind of weird so I looked up to it it's Jeff Lode the same guy who yeah. wrote the Long Halloween and Hush oh, yeah, yeah, from Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. he is, is a kind comic. of fucking cool right well and he also wrote which it's possible that this movie is inspired by Sergeant Rock the DC uh, um, Sergeant oh, Rock yeah. and the, what is it the Helen Commandos or something well, I don't know because uh, apparently him uh, and Joel Silver who produced this was going to yeah. do with Arnold Schwarzenegger a Sergeant Rock film that didn't work out and then this film made which so kind of okay and, and I guess like some of the names and stuff from that comic are actually in this movie as well oh, but crazy. Uh, yeah I, I guess it, you could kind of see like if you see the covers you know he's got like the, the army he vest he looks like kind of like Schwarzenegger and stuff so well actually we, we can talk about who wrote it then it was written by um, yeah so Jeff Loeb and Matthew Wiseman, I believe, are the the two that started making it. Matthew Wiseman uh, is the writer of the classic Teen Wolf one and two, <laughs> which I 
don't care what anyone says. Team Wolf Part One is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, it's amazing. But, um, so yeah, their their original script though was going to be more. It was about an uh, an Israeli soldier who has renounced violence. He's come back and he wants nothing to do with it. Kind of, I guess it's kind of similar. And they take his yeah. daughter and, but uh, yeah, Make him kill again. Their plan was originally to have Gene Simmons play John Matrix. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> like, isn't Gene Simmons kiss? Yeah. yeah. Because I think he was doing a couple action flicks around that time, and then uh, then they rewrote the script, and it was going to be Nick Nolte uh, is again like an out of condition former. Commando. I could see Nick Nolte doing this role. It would be a different movie for sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so their, their script though got uh, they did the original initial draft, but it was actually Stephen E. D'Souza who ended up taking it and writing the the screenplay in the movie that we all all know and love, <laughs> and he's the one that came up with what is it Valverde or whatever it was. Uh, he's the same writer that gave us uh, Forty Eight Hours One oh, and awesome. Two, uh, The Running Man. Bad Dreams, Die Hard 1 and 2, he wrote. Uh, Hudson Hawk. And then uh, from that point on, he kind of dropped. He did Flintstones, Beverly Hills Cop 3, <laughs> Street Fighter, Judge Dredd, and Knock Off Starring Van Damme. It's weird how you like start off like this high, like yeah. all these classic action flicks, and then like just all it takes is one or two, and you just, like, what the fuck I guess happens? Hudson like, Hawk probably started. <laughs> oh, yeah, a... Hudson Hawk was not good. It could have been great, man. Like, I actually, I was watching this movie the other day. Well, probably about last year, and I haven't seen it in years. Like, yeah. It actually, the premise seems really yeah. interesting. Well, him as like a burglar. But it's yeah. just like so, uh, I think it's Bruce Willis just like yeah. smugging for the camera. Like, Well, I, I think I kind of want to revisit because I remember it being mm-hmm. like when I saw it, it was not what you expect. Like it's just yeah. a very weird movie. I wonder if now I would appreciate it more because it is so fucking weird. Bruce Willis like, is over the top. Like it's Well, everyone is over the top. Yeah. I, I remember I don't know, it. but he is kind of, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I don't think we're hating on Bruce Willis. <laughs> well, I, I do hate on post-cop-out Bruce Willis. Even like, 90. Well, yeah, he got to that point, like, after Six Sense, he was great, Unbreakable. Yep. It was around after that. Yeah, it probably was Coppel, right? I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um... Striking Distance? Is that, is that one of your guys' favorites? Or Anyways, so yeah, this film was... that was, his? <laughs> I like Striking Distance. But anyways, uh, this film came out the same year as Rambo First Blood, uh, Part 2. Uh, of course, this is that was kind of the year that the whole... Um, a competition between Schwarzenegger and Stallone was kind Started. of boring. Of course, First Blood ended up being the bigger hit because yeah. that film was just fucking huge. But Commando was still like, I think it had like a $9 million budget and it brought in over $50 million. So insane. Five times your budget, you can't complain yeah. about that. I wonder how much of that budget was pretty much just on machine guns. Yeah. It's got to be quite a fit, right? But yeah, I guess before we get into what we'll, we'll talk about uh, the actors and stuff as we go along, uh, do you guys want to throw out your kind of basic thoughts on the film and then we'll jump into a bit of the plot? Yeah. All right, so this movie is pretty much a nonstop. Um, it's hard to take this movie seriously because it's there's nothing to well, serious about it. Yeah. yeah, it's just a nonstop, <laughs> almost like a, a running gag of how over the top something can be. Like even in the mall when he's like <laughs> riding this giant tube down onto an elevator, it's fucking amazing. Tarzan. I was gonna say like this is all another way of saying that it's amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I love this movie, oh, I, and incredible. again, I shouldn't. It's almost like eating like like two Big Macs. You know, like oh, this is terrible, but oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a film like I always loved as a kid. It's right. always been one of my favorites, and I haven't seen it for a couple of years. And I was kind of worried, like, was it a teen thing? Am I gonna hate this movie now? No. And now it's kind of like when it ended, I'm like, I judge people now, and whether or not they like Commando, and whether I can be friends with them or not. Like, <laughs> Maddie, you brought up the mall. Did did you guys recognize that mall from other movies? It's uh, it's the same mall from. There's another Schwarzenegger movie that was that Maul was in. Was it like a... I recognize it immediately. Run, Terminator run 2. Oh, get the fuck out Remember of here. Remember when he was in the arcade? Yeah, same Yeah, 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 yeah. Same yeah. movie, same parking garage. Get the fuck also, out. Also, 
Fast Times at Rage Mountain High. Ah, oh, that's oh, where nice. I knew it from. Nice. Yep. Yeah, Dude, a, yeah. What's the name of that? The guy, it's a it's Sherman Oaks Galleria. It's, it was yeah. uh, demolished and rebuilt. But yeah, that, that was, I know when I read that, I was like, ah, oh, road trip guys. But then it's yeah. like, no, it was completely remodeled. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, that would have been. That's but that's got to be in California, right? Yeah, it's in California. Yeah. It'd be worth the Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, just for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, want to go to this bar and party? No, can we actually go to the mall? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Manny. <laughs> I didn't even know where I was. You're saying this movie was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And the dialogue, I can't believe how great it was. Yeah, like, is this Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movie for one-liners? I'm, I'm trying to think, like, because I know Running Man has some good shit, but I mm. think this might be his best. It definitely is. Because I don't think, like, almost every kill, there's a great line. Oh, yeah. Every, like, uh, as he's smugly, like, looking at him. Even the villains are so cartoonishly villainous. Oh, well, It's amazing. <laughs> Bennett, like... <laughs> yeah. A fucking steroid-induced Freddie Mercury. Who thought that would be a good idea? Like, why is he wearing chain mesh on his yeah. chest? And what's he with the mustache? Like, and the black. The, well, apparently, the someone other actor. Like, I guess he came in for the part and didn't get it, so they hired someone else. But after a day or two, they fired that guy and called uh, this guy back. And uh, that's why the the leather, because it was meant the guy that had the role before was smaller than him. So the, that's why the outfit is so tight on him. Uh. But it still doesn't explain why they thought it'd be a good idea to do like black leather pants shirt, a oh, metal vest. He was over at Live Eight Eighty Five watching Queen. And he's like, "Oh, I better, I better get over to uh, LA quick." You know who's tough? That Freddie Mercury guy looks like he could kick some real ass. Well, there's a whole thing. There's actually on the the DVD, the Blu-ray store I have, which uh, I'll talk a little bit about later on because it's awesome. But um, there's a documentary, and the, the whole documentary is kind of like, "Is he gay or not?" Yeah, a lot of because I guess there's this whole thing that uh, he's he has a crush on Schwarzenegger, and that's why he's at. It's kind of like you know, if you hey, love him, hey. can't have him. Yeah. I had a crush on Schwarzenegger. Hey, I watch this yeah, movie. Yeah. So. Actually, I, I kind of still do. There's, after nothing, watching there's this. nothing wrong with <laughs> this that. This is man. Schwarzenegger in his prime, right from the beginning when he comes with this huge ass muscle carrying that tree. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like I love Jesus how that's Christ, the first. That I love how that's the first yeah. scene you see. Like, just his huge arm carrying yeah. this log. <laughs> Well, you forget how much of a beast he was in the yeah, 80s, right? Like, like, he is carrying, like, a fucking oak tree and a chainsaw in the other hand. Like, this is amazing. It's like, yeah, that, that's that's a man right there. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm just kind of, I stop and kind of look at my scrawny little white pale freck there. I'm like, what the fuck happened to me? Like, that's no beat like the handshake from Predator, but that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty close. Well, I, yeah, actually, let's talk about now, and then we'll, yeah. we'll come back to our thoughts. First Schwarzenegger, what is your guy's poison? Like, are you guys a Conan the Barbarian? Are you a Terminator, Terminator 2? Terminator 2, I think, is uh, Predator, Running Man. Then there's, like, there's, of course, the, the twins kindergarten. Yeah. Or maybe you're more of a, a, a junior uh, junior jingle all the way type guy. Maybe that's your Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so, junior is kind of amazing. <laughs> so this, is, this was his run, okay? After yeah. Commando, you made Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, Total Recall, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, then Terminator Two. Like, like, yeah, that's all good. Yeah. How amazing is that? Ron? Actually, that is I haven't. Have you guys seen Raw Deal? That's all with Belushi. Yeah. That's no Red Heat's Belushi. Oh, Red Heat. Raw Deal is the only one I haven't seen, and it's been released. Uh, I guess you can get it on UK. Released it on a Blu-ray, region free, so you can buy it. That's more like, player. like he's like a Russian. I might pick it up. You can get it cheap. Or something like that. He's against Russian mob. No, I, I think it is against a mob, but I don't. The Russian one is that's the Red Heat. Okay, and that's uh, he is a Russian in Red Heat, okay. and he comes and it's like a. 
um, Fish Out of Water, but also like a um, buddy. buddy cop movie because uh, he teams up with Belushi. No, Red Heat, I th- something with like, I think it is with the mob or something though. But yeah, I'm, I'm think I want to pick it up because it's like one of the few Schwarzenegger films I've never seen for mm. some reason. I remember my cousin always had it on VHS and it was always sitting there and it was always kind of like, oh, we should watch that. And he's like, ah, it's not great, but we could. Or we could watch Predator yeah, yeah. or Running Man or Commando. Yeah. And always, always kind of like, yeah, I'll watch this for the 10th time. Yeah, like exactly. Mediocre. You know, I, I think that actually has a bit more of a plot. I could be wrong. I don't think it's like straight action. It's not like it seems like kicking ass and like uh, telling jokes. So <laughs> yeah, so you're a you're, uh, Terminator guy. What about you, Stokes? What's your... I got to agree with him. Like Terminator 2 was my, my first... Like, right? I w- we were eight years old when that movie came <laughs> yeah. out, right? Like no. anything he made in the 80s, I didn't really see until yeah. after Terminator 2. Okay. That one's always got the soft spot in my heart. See, I, I, was, I think I was watching all these other ones before Terminator 2. Um... I love Terminator 2. It's an incredible flick. But actually, I think like... Are my, you a Conan guy? No, I like Conan too. But no, for me, it's Commando and it's Predator. These oh, are, yeah, those are the two. two. Like, I think both of these are like almost perfect films in what they're delivering. I mm-hmm. mean, then again, Terminator 2 is almost a perfect action yeah. sci-fi flick too. I can't find with too many faults with it. With like a backstory. Like, I just think again rich. though, those movies actually... Though, that's actually a good movie. It has a plot. Like, whereas Commando yeah. is just like, no, it's an hour yeah. and a half of adrenaline <laughs> with a fucking kick-ass score by James Horner with metal drums man like how good is that score pretty great that score did you notice that that score doesn't really leave the movie like it, once it comes it in it is in there's like so at the beginning we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place but it's okay so at the beginning when he gets on the plane and they're sending him on the mission he's got a bodyguard there um We'll talk a bit about that scene. But anyways, he does escape from the plane, and and there's no score at that point. It's like we're the, the one scene in the movie that doesn't have a score. But then he lands when he jumps to the plane, hits the water, and boom, that score comes on. Dun, 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 dun. And it's like, yeah, like that is so good. Like Who doesn't fist pump their do a fist pump at that scene? And then I notice like, that score doesn't really leave, and it, like, it constantly... like. It increases and gets you like all pumped up. Like I, I that got, score, I want to. rhythm to you. The I looked up and unfortunately, you. like that score is only released by this La La Land Records, who they put out like three thousand copies, whatever. And that so was it, eh? it's unfortunately really expensive. But yeah, like that score is so good, man. That like that's it. if I if I want like a motivational score, if I'm gonna go for a run, it's like you would probably put on the rock. Oh, if you're gonna jump out of an score, airplane, obviously, yeah. If you ever go skydiving, yeah. you're gonna have to have that. In you your gotta headphones. have like I, I think that score is so fucking. And James Horner, I mean that guy, he's so good. He's I, done a lot of my favorite scores. I gotta actually a question when he jumped out of the plane was your heart going a little bit like i thought that scene was so well done where he kind of like he goes on like the thing well, and like- I, well i was gonna ask you guys about that so he's on the wheel he sneaks to the bottom of the plane he's on the wheel he has like a lot of time before he jumps off but he waits like would it be i guess it's going so fast is that why he doesn't jump off while he's on the ground because he waits till he's like 100 feet in the air yeah i guess so, like, it, he would land in the swamp rather than but land it, on the, the i don't know yeah but the swamp yeah. there's like water and then there's yeah. a lot of land it wasn't like it was like a huge yeah. water like it wasn't like okay no matter what i'm gonna land on water yeah. there was like a 50 50 whether he was gonna hit water or a splat on the ground because yeah. he was 100 feet up like i don't know which one would be more dangerous i would think like i would just think i, I know would you would think that a fucking ex-military commander would know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I was just like, just jump while you're on the fucking wheel. Like, right, I can see right when it goes up, jump. But yes, it's going so fast, it would probably hurt your legs. Yeah. But I don't know. I think you'd I have a better chance. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, because he, he, I guess he was at the front wheel, maybe? Yeah. Or was he on the back wheel? No, he's on the back wheel. Anyways, I'm probably overanalyzing Commando. Here, <laughs> I, I but, think you're uh, overizing Commando. <laughs> do you have any more thoughts other than this movie kicks so much ass? I, I don't. Like Stokes, uh, what are your uh, basic thoughts on the film? Then we'll get we'll talk about the plot and then. Yeah, I agree with what uh, Maddie's saying. I mean, it's a movie you can throw on at any point of the day. You can just shut your brain off and yeah. just like there's no no real plot yeah. to it. It's just like all right, 
I'm just going to watch this kick-ass movie, you know. And you make a good point. You can come in like a half an hour into this film, an hour in. It's it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get his daughter back. It's all you need to know. I want to talk about the villains, too, before we get into it. You guys ever collect like G.I. Joes when you were younger? Oh, of course. All these villains seem like a G.I. Joe character that you would want. You know, the guy with like the Panama hat and the uh, the Panama yeah. shirt, the little swarmy guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, big, burly uh Well, exactly. It, it, it's what a film does right, and I find a lot of films these days miss out on these days, all the villains kind of blend in. They're all the same. This one, like, it's all about giving every villain their own personality. I always say villains are just as important as the heroes. Oh, yeah. If you have boring villains, you don't care. But I think this film does a great job. Like, you got the big tough guy with Bill Duke, who's, you know, the Green Beret. You got uh, Sully, who's the swarmy guy that, that. calls a girl a whore because she won't sleep with him. Because she won't drop her pants and go with him right, up, right in the middle of the parking lot. That is amazing. Because <laughs> you, you hate this guy. You kind of want oh, him yeah. to die. And, well, he gets his comeback. Oh, yeah. so good. But yeah, they do a great mix. Even the guy, the big guy, the tall fucking eight foot guy that he gets on the plane yeah. with, and you think this guy's something good's gonna happen yeah. with this guy, and Schwarzenegger takes him up pretty easily. Like you're right, it does. And then even yeah. the the colonel is that that actor that's always a villain yeah. and everything. I think he was the bad guy in like Adam's Family, yeah, and what's sure that? Was. He, he was a bad guy in all those fucking movies. Talking about his... uh, Arius, yeah, 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 I think is, and he was a usual suspect. Dan. Yeah. Hedaya, I think is, is mm. I don't know how to say it. Well, I'm glad but. you said it because it's usually me fucking it up. So, <laughs> well, when I when I looked him up, it's like he was in. He's credited for 140 films. Yeah, like, yeah he's crazy. been in everything. Yeah, he is that yeah. guy who was in everything. I right? recognize him from Rookie of the Year. Yeah, That's me personally, <laughs> yeah. but well, yeah, I think for me it was Adam Family, but. Uh, <laughs> Like every villain, and then of course you have Bennett, who is like again. I love that it's so ridiculous. He looks that way, but if he didn't, like he, if he was just a regular guy, we would not be talking about him to this day. He's so memorable. Everyone that remembers this movie, the first thing they think of is Schwarzenegger and probably Bennett. The one liners, like the one liners, don't go away, right? I guess it's kind of. I don't know how Schwarzenegger's English was back in 1985, but I guess <laughs> clearly, if, if, clearly not that good. If you're limited, I mean, they did the best job with like. Yeah. Well, this was another film, and I think uh, was Conan. There was a couple of films around that time, and every time he would do a film, like they didn't want him to speak. Yeah, I think this is another film where they're like, oh, "Can we not have him?" You speak can definitely tell they dubbed a few lines in there. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's all him. I, uh, well, it's probably him speaking, but oh. like after the action, well, every that, everything is pretty. But much it's dubbed, done right? like yeah, poorly. poorly. I eat green berets for breakfast. <laughs> that is so good. Um, no, yeah, I, I agree with all you guys. I mean, there's not really much to say about this film because there is no plot to it, really. But it, this is a film, like like I said, it feels like I injected fucking oh, cocaine yeah. and steroid thing. It is a product of its time. It's definitely like It's a roller coaster ride. That yeah. it, like, it doesn't even like start out. So like right at the beginning, you have them of the villains assassinating all his former teammates. One by one, Which is right? awesome. And from that point forward, you get the scene where you think there's someone coming to get Schwarzenegger and his daughter, and you get this nice, like, little, okay. this ro- so not romantic, but emotional credit. music. Like, yeah. it's, it's like- I'm, I'm glad you guys brought yeah. that up, because it's like... It's so good. Like, just, it, it's good and it's bad. It's like, okay, we're, we're just, we're not barely even going to try to, like, Schwarzenegger's this retired guy with his daughter. Oh, yeah. we're going to run around and we're going to go fishing. Yeah, well, it's a montage. Gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm going to put ice cream in my face and have a good laugh. It's like, come Dude, on. Dude, they feed a deer, man. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the opening to like like a Father Knows Best type of sitcom, doesn't it? Oh, uh, It's like, yeah, it's the cheesiest emotional sure. music and it's like, it's almost like they had a checklist of like mm. anything that you have to have to show that families love each other. Father and daughter. Father and, and daughter fishing. Yeah. Father and daughter playing I, in the pool. Ice cream. 
everything in there, but it, it's so good because from that point forward, like, and again, that's like, yeah, right. You said the beginning credits, but then again, the action starts. Yeah, and right from away. there, we have they take his daughter, say he has to assassinate this guy, and he says, wrong, <laughs> blows the guy away. And then it just from that point on, like, how cool is that? So he has a car, they, they're escaping with his daughter and the, these two trucks. He has no way to get into him. He has a car that is has no motor in it, no, no brakes. brakes. So he fucking <laughs> just pushes it down a hill. <laughs> And he just jumps in, and he's going to hope that somehow at the right timing he hits the car. And it happened, but like you got to figure these guys driving this car can't be that good of a driver. Like, oh, it's coming. Well, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, go by. Just keep going. (laughs) Uh, It's it's so good though. But the great thing is too. So that car explodes, and he gets out, and he's all hurt. And he's surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns. You think, oh no, they got him. He's like, no, I'm going to take out you guys still. And he still takes out like five guys, like before they finally get him down. Like, oh, he's so good in this. He's so macho. Doesn't that first kill like kind of set the tone like I mean the first Schwarzenegger kill set the tone of how the movie's gonna be it's like so the guy's sitting on the chair right he's like all right, so we took your daughter. This is how it's going to be, whatever he says. And he's like, wrong, and he yeah. shoots him in the eye with a shotgun. Oh, it it's like- it sets a tone. It's like a great one-liner, and it's just like he's not going to put up with this shit. And what's great, too, is like, yeah, from that point forward, and even in that scene, like he goes and he finally has got the secret room of weapons, which is like kind of a little preview of what we're going to get later on. But like, uh, it's so good. So he gets thrown on the plane. With this big eight foot tall guy, and he has, I guess he has, what is it, 12 hours before the plane's uh, gonna yep, land? 12 hours. 12 hours before the plane's gonna land, and then they're gonna. So, he, what he has to do, he knocks out the one guy and says, Don't, what is it? Don't disturb <laughs> my friend. He's, He's dead, dead tired. tired. <laughs> 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 oh, he. he he, so he knocks him out and he and breaks his neck, neck and kills yeah. him. <laughs> um, and then so then he escapes in the plane as we mentioned. And he, yeah, that's the the film is just like you're on this timer, so it's like just this nonstop rush. He has twelve hours to get and kill these guys and save his daughter before they realize he's not on the plane because as soon as they do, they're going to go and kill his daughter. Uh, and it, it's just like nonstop, nonstop action. It's so good, man. And they throw in all these little uh, spices at you, like even when they're in the hotel room and they break into the house next door and they're like. Like filming themselves like having sex yeah like, so you guys caught that I never yeah. caught that I, I signed the trivia and had to go back and watch so yeah they're, when they're fighting in the hotel they smash through a wall for no apparent big reason titty, you gotta have a big titty woman yeah, yeah. in 80s action flick that's a, an necessity but yeah there's like a random tripod you see they're filming themselves having sex which I enjoy because I never caught that before but that's where him and the Greenbury Bill Duke are battling yeah. I love the Ray Don Chong. We haven't mentioned her, but her line during that fight too, where she's like, "These guys eating a lot of red meat or something." Yeah, it's, it's actually like her like commenting on everyone watching this movie, yeah, like, which that was that yeah. was actually done after the fact. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. But yeah, so Ray Don Chong is. Um, I, I love that name. I always remember hearing that name, and I thought it was like this Asian one, but she's yeah. like this, or like some like Asian like kung fu martial. Is she artist. is she like half Asian half? I have no idea because she looks just like a, a black African American yeah. woman. But. Um, yeah, she's fun in this. Like, she's meant to be kind of the obnoxious, annoying one. But I, I find I thought she was kind of. I she didn't find her this. annoying. Actually, no, I thought she she had some good yeah. lines. Like, there's a great scene where she's like, "Who are they?" And he's like, "They're former teammates trying to kill me or something." She's like, "Oh, that makes sense. I've only known you for five minutes. And I already want to kill you." <laughs> And there's, a, I love the scene too where they're driving in a car and she's just going on about how terrible her day is because he's he's ripped out the seat of her car and he's making her chase these guys, and he just the look he gives her, his looks are like, 
what the fuck, bitch? You're having a bad day? You're having a bad My daughter has been taken. I've been shot at. And I had to jump out of a plane. And, the thing and you're is, having a bad day. She's like, I, I can't come. I, I got like karate at seven. Like, you're going to be late. No, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, she's a lot of fun. This I really liked her. Very charismatic. And she did what I thought she would do. Like, when she goes in the bar, like, I'm not going to fucking help this motherfucker. I'm going to yeah. talk to the cops. Like, all right, that's... But she eventually, you know, has yeah, a heart and it realizes, okay, this guy's yeah. not a crazy guy. He actually does have to save her daughter. She's After even willing, like to, she's even willing to allow him to like tear her top open to show some show some skin to entice the the villains. But um, she's, of course, uh, do you know what she's also from? Color purple. No. I haven't. I'm embarrassed to say I haven't seen that film as a as a Spielberg fan. I really need to get on that. But uh, no, I, I personally, as a horror fan, remember she's from uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. She's oh, the and the gargoyle right. uh, story, which is really cool. And she did Fear City, which is a cool '80s. Uh, I think it stars uh, Billy Zane. I want to say Billy D. Williams, or either Billy D. Williams or Carl Weathers. I always get those two mixed up because they always did a lot of the same kind of flicks. It's like they were competing with each other at the time. But uh, no, yeah, she's fun in this. And uh, during the, uh, she's the best part of the extras. So I, I, I guess I can mention it now. So I guess there's the there's a DVD that just has a theatrical cut and a trailer. Then they released a director's cut that had the director's cut of the film, and you also got some extras finally, first time we had extras. Unfortunately, it's weird. So the Blu-ray, when they came out, even though that stuff was already out, the director's cut and the extras, when the Blu-ray first came out, of course, because they want you to double dip, it just had the trailer. And then they did finally put out a Blu-ray with the director's cut, but it was only available at Best Buy as a steelbook in the States. Uh-huh. And I missed out on it. Like It was available for like a month or two, mm-hmm. and it's really expensive. But thankfully, the exact same disc is available in uh, UK, region free, so you can get it. You can play all the extras, everything on your player, and it's available for like seven bucks, seven pounds or something. Oh, so crazy. I highly recommend if you're a fan of Commando, get it that way. Um, I think with shipping and everything, it still doesn't end up being much more than ten bucks, but uh, it's great. But anyways, the extra it only has that it's two feature. It has some commentaries which I didn't get a chance to listen to, and it has both cuts of the movie, which is awesome. Some deleted scenes, which I'll talk about later, but it does have two featurettes, and uh, it's just great though because they're, even though they're not long, she's awesome in it because she's just like she even says like all the stuff. And she's like, you guys are gonna probably cut this out, aren't you? Because I'm being too honest. <laughs> and she's talking about how like how she starts talking about uh, Schwarzenegger how he's in his prime muscular ways, and it's almost like she's getting like excited. Oh, yeah, getting all worked up. <laughs> yeah, getting all herself worked up about how hot. He was back then, and then she calls uh, Bill Duke. She says he's the blackest man she ever met, and she says he's the blackest guy, but he has pink lips. And, it's like, and then it, it cuts to like him. It's just like they just cut to like him, like not. You could tell it was like B roll where they just cut to him not reacting. He just looks like angry because he's. Just, and then she talking about no, like I see it's blackest man, but pink lips. And it cuts to him again, like how they edit. It's awesome, but she, she yeah, she is like great. She still again. This is probably done. You know, this is done years ago, but still, like, oh, she's she, like charming, the most charming woman, right. awesome personality, and that like she still looks great. Like she hasn't yeah, really yeah. aged. Yeah, like after watching, I was like, I kind of want to see what else she did because yeah. she's pretty fucking cool. You gonna check out the color purple now? Maybe, yeah. But yeah, anyways, what a weird name though, Ray Don Chong. I, I wonder if she must be have, have some kind of. Asian in her, I believe, I would assume. But anyways, yeah, she's great in this. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Alyssa Milano plays his daughter. She doesn't really have much. She's good in this. Like she, as a kid, yeah, you yeah. never. She never. As watching her, like most kids in movies, you never feel like, oh man, why did they put a kid in this film? It's ruining it. Like she never. She doesn't do anything that's like she's a great actress, but she doesn't. I think she's totally fine oh, yeah. in the film. She doesn't get in the way of the film, which is pretty much... And she has a great line where in the, I think the theatrical cut, they like, oh, you know, don't worry, as long as your father does this. And she's like, yeah, he's going to... What, what's her line? Like, uh, he's going to pulverize your face or something? Something like that. And the director's cut, I think she says, he's going to kick your ass or something. <laughs> but 
Yeah, she's fine in this. I mean, I mean, she's like, like really, dude. Like, he's gonna pull down your pants <laughs> and just give it to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's probably, like you said, most known for, no, <laughs> no who's the boss, but definitely embrace Vampire Poison Ivy, and probably most known for the Blink-182 Josie video. I don't think I've seen that. I'm just joking. Yeah. Stokes knows what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, Wynonna Ryder, Shannon Doherty, Elizabeth Shue, Jennifer Connelly, and Patricia Arquette all auditioned for her role. Oh, crazy. But uh, Melissa Milano won them over. Um yeah, let's talk about so Vernon Wells is, is plays Bennett. He's the villain. I guess he's formerly in the Schwarzenegger's team. Uh, they had a falling out though, probably because he was killing. I don't know. They had that like never the, the, the necklace of ears and shit like that. Yeah, that kind of something guy. like that. Kind of like yeah, I assume something like that. In the action, the director's cut, Radon Chong. The, there's like most of the director's cut, you get some extra violence. Yeah. But you also get some extra scenes when they're in the car. She kind of asks more about him. You find out that his wife died giving birth, and you also mm. find out that yeah, he went on these missions and he doesn't really explain. But apparently, he did a lot of terrible things he doesn't want to talk about. So that's why he's given up. So I don't know why they cut them out because the difference it in the kinda... the difference is like 20 seconds. Yeah. I swear, like it's not much of a difference, maybe a minute. But uh, I think they kind of add a little bit. To yeah. It. But yeah, you find out that whatever they did was bad things so you don't know why he's pissed at Bennett but something happened that he kicked him off the team and he's either wants uh, vengeance on where he says like how much did they pay you and he, and he says like you know what once I found it was you I said I'd do it for free so he either really want, hates somebody he wants vengeance mm. or he really loves him he wants and he wants vengeance because he can't have him however you read into this film I think it works both ways he wanted him to let him yeah little... this is like the whole S&M black leather gear like what a what a great look for a villain <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Bennett is awesome in this film. There's even I love too the, the the final fight. Like he's kind of like you can tell he's a little bit crazy. Oh yeah, like he he'll say like this great like he's trying to be macho and tough, but then he's like kind of like losing it and twitching and mm-hmm. shit. Like I thought he did a really cool performance. He's also uh, the villain in uh, Road Warrior. He's one of the villains in that. Oh yeah, and uh, he did like a bunch of stuff after this, uh, like uh, Nam Angels, as I talked about. <laughs> but he did like Inner Space, Weird Science, uh, American Eagle, Fortress, Space Trucker. I think he said like from this point forward, he did a lot of like they need like movies, black leather villains. Yeah. He was the guy, <laughs> which I don't know if he appreciated too much. Uh, but that that's pretty much the cast. You have um, James Olsen is there as the, his former general, but he's there for like three scenes. In that, I thing. think there's a deleted scene where he comes in after the mall, and there's some. Um, Police captain wants. Oh, let's get all our men. We're gonna go after him. And he's like, "No, nah, just just let him do his thing, okay? It'll be yeah. less damaging if you just let him go and finish his mission." But he's just there. Less to... uh, collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the villains, as we mentioned, you got Sully, who's like the squirmy. I fucking... love Sully. <laughs> you, you could tell he's definitely. Uh, he carries around a lot of date rape drugs. Yeah. Uh, he's. Um, did you know? Recognize who he was. I recognize him. I have no idea of where he's I the villain him. in the Warriors. Come out and play. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, he was also with the villain in Forty Eight Hours. He was also the villain in the Crow. He was the villain, and if you need a villain, he's in it. He was Apparently, the guy. he's in John Wick One and Two, so oh, he's crazy. still doing his thing as a villain. Or you think he's a... possibly? Yeah, I think it was a villain. Yeah, I don't know who he is in John Wick and Two. Or maybe he's like I don't this know guy. Like, enough. look out behind you, John Wick. And that no. was his role. Uh, as we mentioned, Bill Duke. Pass me that gun. Here you go, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. He, he probably killed the dog, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, Bill Duke is Cook, who is the big Green Beret that uh, Commando Schwarzenegger Dude, eats for breakfast. This guy's been everything, right? Or as uh, Ray Don Chong says, the blackest man with pink <laughs> lips. Uh, yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. Predator, of course. And he's uh, always Jackson. like a um, big guy beside yeah. the little guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, he was recently in X-Men The Last Stand from a couple years back, and like he hasn't really aged. Uh, like, he hasn't changed at no. all. 
And then, yeah, as we mentioned, Arius is in there. Uh, Raul Julia, they were actually going to cast oh, yeah. that part, but uh, I don't know why if he, he turned it down. But So they got um, Dan Hedaya. But yeah, I don't know. This film, uh, I think we've all said, like it's just nonstop awesome action. The James Horner score, of course, James Horner, who did like a lot of my favorite scores. He did Braveheart, uh, Sneakers. Recently, we talked about Jumanji, which... Uh, had yeah. a great score. Um, he started out doing a lot of horror films, Humanoids in the Deep, The Hand, Wolfen, <laughs> Deadly Blessing, Aliens. But yeah, he's... he's What, men become uh, boys, boys become Wolfen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think he's he's one of my favorite composers, and this score is, uh, yeah, it's... I think without this score, I wonder if it would, like, lose a couple stars, because I think you need that you, score to keep the it, momentum. You like, definitely need a... Like, listen, if there was no score, this movie might be kind of, like, draw. But even not... It, I don't even... Like, I think this score that is just score. so perfect. You wouldn't think, you know, with having yeah. metal drums and having this kind of curvy and... But it, I don't know. It there's works. something about it. It just keeps that momentum going. So can we talk about the last scene where it's pretty much just him shooting a machine gun for, like... 10, 15 minutes? <laughs> well, well, let's get into that because that's the end. Okay. Let, let's wait. I oh, just want to... Spoilers, guys. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just going to run through some things and you guys throw out your plots because yeah. I, I wrote down some great one-liners and some... Oh, I actually got just a great idea for a game. What we should do is play like an 80s action movie game where I will give you guys a one-liner <laughs> and it's your guy's job to like tell me what movie it's from. Maybe we'll try to do this at the last We'll just episode. name them all and they'll all be from Commando because <laughs> exactly. it's really all the, the best lines. Well, that'd be a good game to play. I thought you were uh, going to say like, oh, we should do a shot every time he kills someone with a machine gun. Yeah, yeah, we, we'd be dead by the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. We'd be dead. Yeah, I got that. I got that. What is the number? This has got to be like one of the highest like uh, ranking guys to kill. So, so on the on the DVD they say Matrix kills eighty one, but someone else uh, said there's hundred and nine deaths and hundred and two by Schwarzenegger. So that's got to be like the highest for a single. What are we well, talking about? Christian this? Bale, yeah, last yeah. Uh, last episode. Christian I wonder if Bale this is like equal, the number equilibrium two. beat him. Oh yeah, I think that was number three. I think he did. Didn't he have hundred and twenty himself yeah. in that film or something? So right from the beginning. Uh, so we've already mentioned a lot of good stuff, but I love where Bill Duke is in the car and he's like checking out the car. He's like, ah, oh, what do you? You know what I like the best? The price. And then he tries <laughs> off. Dude, I, I uh, think it was amazing. He's like, you can't drive that in here. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage day. <laughs> yeah. I love that like 10 minutes in the film, we've already had how many deaths. Like, okay, it, so it question, doesn't stop. I, I got to ask, the guy on the boat, was that the uh, bad guy? Yeah, that's Bennett. It's supposed okay. to be... Bennett wants everyone, uh, Schwarzenegger and the journal and everyone thinking that his whole team's been killed off. Okay. It really makes no sense because they do that and then like the next scene, Bennett is in it. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to like have him die and then set up, you don't know, but it's like you have him killed off. It is it is confusing because in the next scene and he kind of looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. He's there and it's like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, like, I thought maybe it was just like a different They should have had a better reveal. Yeah. No, it's, it is definitely supposed to be yeah, him okay. though. It's supposed to be that. He wants you thinking that he He's died dead. in the boat. Yeah, it makes no sense. But um Oh, you do get to see I'll Be Back, Bennett, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, a Schwarzenegger uh... kind of thing you did in every film. We haven't even talked about the best line in the film. You're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Which leads into him killing him like <laughs> next in line. He's like, exactly. hey man, I thought you were going to kill me last. I lied. <laughs> that seems amazing, right? But I love even too where he's hanging he him. He's just holding him by like his ankle. And he's like, you this better is... answer soon, this... Sully, because this is my weak arm. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. The flight attendant when he gets on the plane, and did you guys notice who that was? No. I, I noticed right away. I didn't know her name, but she, she's Chelsea Handler, but she did like- Oh, crazy. And she was T-Lynn Masters of the Universe. I think she played uh, Bruce Willis's wife in The Last Boy Scout. Um, she was in Death Spa Prison. She did a bunch of 80s, early 90s, yeah. 90s flicks, but this was, sorry, her first uh, film appearance. Crazy. 
We've already talked about the awesome uh, kill in the plane. I love when he's getting in the Radon Chong's car to fit in. He just tears out his seat, <laughs> which is pretty much this film in a nutshell. Like, there's a scene where Sully's in the phone booth because <laughs> he's, he's gonna make the call to his boss. Up the phone booth. Yeah, and in most movies, any other film like this is like a Matt Damon flick. Yeah. He would like be trying to fight to get into the door so he can pull it out. Schwarzenegger's is like, "Fuck that shit! I'm gonna rip the phone booth out of the ground." And toss it that way and get you out. Like so good. There's a, that's also the scene where he does like the Tarzan swing from the balloon. Oh, amazing, right? Um, all of it's so good. I love the security guys trying to talk tough. Yeah. So they like he phones the the other guy. He's like, this guy's kind of big. You're and he's, have to like, help he's, me. he's like talking to some girls. Like, yeah, I'll be right. You want to see some you, cool girl? He's want to see me kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, he's one giant motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I love all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Even like the side characters have great one liners. Uh, oh. What did you do with Sully? I let him go. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there's a great, in the the scene where he's fighting Bill Duke in the hotel, there's a great thing where he literally grabs him by the balls and tosses him. <laughs> uh, oh, the, so they find out that um, they were at this location where you get gas for a plane or whatever. So they have to break in and there's a lock. I love how he just goes. He just grabs the lock around the fence and tears <laughs> <That's> it. it. <laughs> tears it apart with his hands. Uh, and that had the, um, I don't know if you noticed, the villain that he kills in that scene is the Native American guy that's been in a bunch of 80s flicks too. He was, he was one of the main villains in Hard to Kill. Oh, but he's okay. a guy, if you watch a lot of 80s, 90s flicks, you'll he's recognize him. Yeah. Uh, I love where she's like, where are we going? He's like, shopping. <laughs> right? And then it cuts, it makes no fucking sense because, so, he has to break in his uh, store to steal weapons. Let's break in through the, uh, the door or something. Let's yeah. try to pick the lock. No. Let's get a bulldozer. I don't know where this comes from, but it literally cuts. doesn't explain it. But next scene, he just has a bulldozer. And he's like tearing it. Uh, goes right through the... I had that same thought, man. It's like, hey, uh, there's nothing. And then, you know, he's just, oh, we're just going to break in with a bulldozer. It's like, all right. That's like, not going to attract attention at all. So he goes outside. The cops are waiting for him. Yeah. But the girl just gets away. What, well, what's yeah. with that that's kind of weird well, I think she it? had already loaded up the car maybe she went out a different no, way no I they... think she was just sitting out like sitting outside the store and, oh. like, I guess it might have been like uh, this girl got kidnapped from the mall let's leave her alone but they, did, they I, just yeah, leave her with the car her. of all the stolen yeah, weapons I think we're just overanalyzing <laughs> yeah, yeah. this movie too much but. but that leads to a cool scene where she shoots, shoots a, a bazooka, I thought that was shoots cool. it backward oh, yeah. Uh, we got to talk about, of course, who makes an appearance as like the uh, interceptor officer. He's the guy at the radar when they're flying the plane. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bill we Paxton, baby. Bill Paxton, Crazy, yeah. right? He was always good. He did a bunch of, because uh, him and James Cameron were friends and Schwarzenegger were friends. Uh, so he's, a, he's in a bunch, like he's in Aliens, of course. Yeah, but like, it's just he like makes, one of his um, first cameos? Or? Well, he, he's definitely in Terminator, which is a couple years before uh, okay. this. He's a, one of the punks. Oh, uh, that's right. So, yeah, anytime Bill Paxton puts a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> I love. There's a great so uh, they got uh, Jenny, his daughter, uh, is uh, in the um, the little mansion yeah. fortress thing, captured, and he's got the the mercenaries. Mercenaries are like, like I hear like cutting a thirteen year old's throat. It's like sliding through warm, warm butter, butter. <laughs> and then the guy's like, he's but it's like mercenaries make me fucking. Sick. Yeah, he's like he's like put the knife away and shut your mouth. <laughs> and then he says to the guy's like, I love listening to you little pissant soldiers trying to act tough. <laughs> He's like, me and Matrix, if we were there, we would take out your whole fucking army ourselves. <laughs> I love that scene. That like, what a great scene. He just calls them out on their fucking trying to act tough. Uh, and of course, then we get the prerequisite. They, he lands. 
he has to spend five minutes with a montage as he gears up, puts the Okay, what's with army. the Speedo? He's definitely wearing like a Speedo when he goes in. You like, gotta love that. He comes yeah. off the boat, he's like, yeah, he's in a Speedo. He wanted to show off his yeah, fucking I guess. large... Every chance they get in this movie, they show like his, his arms package. and his yeah. veins popping out of his well, exactly. arms. Exactly. We've seen his upper package. We want to see his lower package. Uh, fair enough. But yeah, that's a great scene, which is a staple of every 80s flick. You gotta have that. And then from that point on forward, it is just 20 minutes of non-stop action. Him just like shooting guns. And it's like I mentioned before, it's one of those movies where there's like five soldiers set up. He just shoots them and they all go down. Mowing them down. <laughs> um, and that type of mansion is actually, did you guys recognize that mansion for many films? No. It's the same mansion that's the finale of Beverly Hills Cop. As, yeah. Shootout. When, and actually that film too, Foley's trying to save a Jenny. Ah. And this film he's trying to save Jenny, his daughter. But um, there's during that scene, there's the amazing shed scene we got, of course, Shed some light on. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, we do have that one locked in the chamber, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah as he's I, I probably the, thought, I've been thinking about it for three wrote, days. He yeah. wrote that down <laughs> as he's watching the movie. Make this joke. No, but that shed scene is amazing. That, like, the soldier, he's in the shed getting, uh, I guess he gets shot, so he's in there healing himself, whatever, and they bust through. And he's waiting for him. He swings down. But there's all amazing kills. He fucking kills one guy with a rake. Pitchfork. <laughs> he chops another guy's arm off. And I think he was he's supposed to... throwing, like, uh, he, he, th- he threw the saw blade and, yeah. like, sawed the top of the guy's head off. Like, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's throwing the blades. And, and see, the director's kind of think has that a little bit longer. Yeah, one guy, that he gets a head chopped off. Another guy gets in the neck. But, yeah, like, that's all, like, the most violent scene, the shed scene. I guess in the in the director's cut, he actually throws his arm down at him. Oh, that's like an extra scene right but apparently he was supposed to say need a hand <laughs> but they thought it was too too macabre some bullshit that would be amazing yeah. <laughs> but instead you just get in the director's cut you do get to see him at least toss the hand back to him and it all leads to the epic knife battle I don't think I don't even think we need to throw up spoilers because fuck this film yeah film. you know what's happening um, but there's you get a little battle between them and it, it, there's some good stuff in there he electrodes Bennett he still keeps them coming at him hey That's Bennett a- why don't you let off some steam yeah <laughs> of course you gotta have yeah the pipe he throws a pipe through him and uh, and then the, yeah we are fuck it we are spoiling this whole movie without yeah. spoilers sorry guys but fuck it Lesson. Um, and then the end this general comes leave anything for us just the bodies <laughs> Um, and then the epic power station we fight for love. Yeah, that the song is amazing. Dun, dun. Somewhere. And like somehow. Uh, they just get in a plane. Someone. This, essentially this stranger is with her dad and she's like, "Hey, you're my new mom now. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. 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 I think that the director's cut too where they're like, "Hey, don't move." And Swartz like just keeps on walking past him like, "Fuck you." He's not afraid of these soldiers, which again, I think they should have cut out, but yeah. I fought for fire as I watched the world conspire to blow my world apart. Yeah. You know this, eh? I wrote that. I wanted to write down all the lyrics because it's so awesome. But um, yeah, this movie, man, it's just amazing in every sense. It's almost bad that we started. We started on a high, but it's like yeah. all, all the other action films are going to be still amazing Listen. from this point on. But like, this is kind of like. This is like the pinnacle of like yeah. cheese. Like the one liners, the uh, like, action, the. I, I came into work like like I said I put this on late and like I was so pumped when I ended but I, the next day I went into work and started talking to someone and this is a movie like you go and you start talking to anyone that's like at least a man <laughs> uh, like we just spent the half an hour of our shift the first half an hour of our shift just like nonstop. we were like blasting the fucking commando score and like this is the kind of film like anyone that's like has some balls to them 
and even if they don't, even any fucking cool chicks that also have balls, this is something you should be able to talk to anyone easily about. It. Like everyone should know this. So effect. what you're saying is a commando is a universal like uh, yeah. get together. It's yeah. a binding agent. I like I hadn't seen this film for years, and I remember like scene for scene. Like it's just so good. All the one liners, you, you know, right? Yeah. Like it's a film there. that yeah, you just fist pump. This is a fist yeah. pumping film. Like like it's highly quotable. How many fist pumps out of ten? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, are you gonna give it? Like, does a uh, uh, furiously jerking off count? Yeah, <laughs> 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 you go, Commando. You get it. You let out a little semen. <laughs> you gross. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a blast with this from beginning to end. Again, there, there's different. Like, I, I was talking about action flicks, and it's like, yes, Terminator is a sci- an action flick predator, but I, I consider them like real movies. Those are like yeah. sci fi action predator. This is like, when I think of action, action, where I'm thinking of like, there's no nothing to it but straight action. So, like this, Mark for Death. I think like all the films Taken. we picked, we tried to pick films that were just action, action. It's like Predator is amazing too. I love that. It's one of my favorites. But there's more to it. There's yeah. like sci fi, it almost plot. has horror elements there's... to it. This is just like, I don't want plot. I just want to see Schwarzenegger kick ass for an hour and a half and this delivers. Even the plot plays thin, like they took his daughter, he's got to get yeah. her back. That's pretty much. Like, if I'm doing action, action flicks, this is like up there for me, probably yeah. like top three. Like, I, th- I think it's one of the best. I, I can't think of another movie that delivers as much. Even like Lethal Weapon, like, that actually is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is actually. But there's heart to it, right? This yeah. one that doesn't have much heart. It just has well, like. I don't know. There's that, that montage scene touched me. Yeah, yeah. I did, did it. <laughs> as he's fucking feeding the deer and shit. Yeah, how many uh, how many fist pumps are you guys gonna give? This I out don't of 10? know. I gotta give final it, thoughts. It is so fucking good. I gotta give it like eight explosions out of ten. It is like the perfect action movie yeah. from the eighties. Stokes, any final thoughts? How many machine gun bullets are you giving yeah, it out of ten? I mean, seven point five to eight. I think that's the highest you can really go. <laughs> yeah. like, you can't really go past eight because there's not really much. Oh really? <laughs> 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 I, Kyle's never given out of ten before, but. <laughs> It's like Kyle was saying. It's like it's just a movie. It, if someone was like, "Okay, I've never seen a good action movie before," like mindless action movie, pop one in. This is one you're gonna pop in. Yeah, yeah. This is one where you got your buddies over a pizza beer night, and you just want like to not think, and you just want to like laugh and do one liners to each other and requote the movie, and and not like just have a fun with it. This is the movie thrown at midnight. You can go and have a cigarette for 15 yeah. minutes, come back, yeah. and you're pretty much yeah. in this. Exactly. <laughs> I think this is a perfect midnight movie. This is a yeah. perfect. I came home. It's 2 a.m. I'm drunk. Yeah. Let's get some pizza. And drink more. Yeah, that's actually... <laughs> and put on Commando. That's perfect. Uh, I'm going to give this eight and a half fist pumps out of ten. Eight and a half. This is, yeah, like, this is the epitome of action for me. Like I said, I think everything works on it. Like, the one-liners are actually... I saw someone complain and say, oh, the one-liners are cheesy. What the fuck Yeah, are that's what about? you want. They're amazing. This is the best one-liners you're going to get in an 80s That's action. Like, like saying, like, an RB sandwich is cheesy. It's supposed to be cheesy, <laughs> motherfucker. Schwarzenegger is, like, in his prime here. He's fucking handsome looking. You got uh, one of the coolest bad villains <laughs> like who thought Freddie Mercury as a villain would work and they make it work <laughs> it, it, it shouldn't it does like, I didn't know if I wanted to have a knife fight with him or kiss him you know yeah. what I mean like he's, he's just the perfect villain the, that score like I said man I love that score it, it is like yeah. it's one of the best scores for me um, 
what else? Everything, just everything about this film, yeah. man. Like that, it's a film that yeah. I just think it like once it starts, it doesn't really stop. And you, it's not even like it to a point. Where, like there's movies like Bad Boys Two that are the same thing, but I almost feel that movie it goes on too long and it, it feels repetitive and it's almost draining. I never felt drained watching this film. Like I never felt bored. Maybe the last twenty minutes, it's like okay, I've seen enough soldiers yeah. fall down. But like other than that, it it, it's, it, it does it, it does intersplice right. He's like yeah. machine gun. Then he goes in the shed, which kind of like, hey, yeah. different kind of violence. Cool. And then he goes back to more and And the couple things that would normally not work in this movie, Ray Don Chong would normally be annoying or they'd add some love interest. I'm sure maybe it seems like they're going to be together after this, but they never waste time dedicating to that. And and she's she's funny. She has some great one liners and uh, and likable. And then again, the daughter, which would normally suck in these films, she's fine as well. She never she has a couple lines that she delivers fairly well and yeah. she never takes you out of the film uh yeah this film eight and a half it's uh it's one of my favorite action flicks uh before we go though i just wanted to talk a little bit about trivia i don't have too much but uh as i said the blu-ray does have the director's cut on it the main differences are uh the line instead melissa mono says i'm not nearly as watching him smash your face in and the in the director's cut she says not nearly as nice as watching him kick your ass i kind of like oh. both oh they're both good actually yeah. much is better uh you got um where she asks Matrix what he does for a living, and he goes into and then scene where she, he goes into his whole history, as I talked about, and then yeah, just the the violence is just a little bit more you see, intense. They, for well, no, they just focus on a little bit more. If mm-hmm. you see the guy get his arm chopped off, you see that you know the camera's on the stump a little bit longer. But it is it's very like minimal. Uh, there are three deleted scenes as well on the Blu-ray that aren't part of any cut. Like I said, you had the general talking, the police chief saying, you know, we should just let him be. That's probably the safest course yeah. of action here you have um yeah i, I already talked about it, actually both these you have the scene where um he's walking at the end with his daughter and the the soldiers like freeze and he just he like keeps ignores walking him. and then you you get to see some alternate lines for let off from steen bennett so some of the alternate lines were i had small talk which doesn't make sense <laughs> you have i think it was too much pressure for you bennett <laughs> and then can't take the pressure, Bennett, huh? <laughs> um, so those were the alternate one-liners you gave Pipe down. <laughs> now, there was going to be a sequel for the film. The writer, Stephen DeSouza, wrote... Was it called Tamanda? <laughs> Uh, I don't think they get to the point with the name. Uh, Frank Darabont actually did a revised oh, uh, script version of it. So the big rumor is, if you go online for the past 20 years, it's been that the sequel eventually became Die Hard, which was based on... Um, the book Nothing Lasts Forever from 1979, which was actually a sequel to The Detective, which was a Frank Sinatra. And there's a whole thing with Die Hard where, like, Frank Sinatra, they had to offer him the role before because he had signed on to that character. Uh-huh. But he's like, I'm too old for this. And Bruce Willis got it. But it's not true, although the the sequel was kind of like the writer said, no, that's not what Die yeah. Hard became. That was its, that was based on a book. But it was very similar. The sequel was going to be... It, I don't know if it would have worked. So after blowing up half of Los Angeles, he uh, achieves notoriety and retires from the Army. And by the time the sequel occurs, he's running a security firm. Uh, so he's... The plot would have seen him hired by a big corporation to oversee their security, to protect the executives from being kidnapped, to stop people from breaking into their building, and to make sure that their computers are secure. So he'd be pretty much a security guard. Uh, So he sets up, he hires the most dangerous guards uh, to watch the building, but it turns out that the building is, um, they're working for an evil corporation and they're bringing illegal arms and whatnot. And then they capture Ray Don Chong and his daughter again. So he has to go in and take out the worst 
the worst, worst of the worst of the security guards. It um, seems like there's a movie so coming out like this year movie. with The Rock, and that's pretty much the exact same premise. Yeah, I'm sure it's. Yeah, I think Escape Plan is something yeah. similar to that, isn't it? That Schwarzenegger did with Stallone. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, he's uh, he escapes from prisons for a living, and uh, yeah, they set him up. The company that he works for sets him up. He ends up in there with Schwarzenegger and. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Isn't that See, lockdown? I've seen lockdown before. Yeah, I, I, I think it's not a. That's why we, like, everyone says, "Ah, it was a, a diehard," but it, that's just the plot of every movie. Uh, there is also a remake out there, a Russian remake called, I think it's called D Day, from two thousand and eight. You can Speaking find. Speaking of D Day, do you guys remember Animal House? Yeah. Did D Day look like the villain from this movie, or is that just me? I don't remember who that is in Animal He's House. the guy with the mustache, and he looks exactly like uh, uh, Bennett from this. Weird. It's been a while since I've seen yeah. that. I need to revisit that. But anyways. <laughs> anyways, yeah, you can find clips of this uh, online. They literally did shots for shot. Like, some of the scenes they did oh, shot yeah? for shot, like the plane scene. There's a lot of stuff. It looks bad. The acting Do looks Do they still awful. have, like, the cheesy lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, it's, it's, it looks awful. Um, but, yeah, it's out there if you want to see it. And... Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. That's pretty much. <laughs> Do you guys it, have right? anything else to talk about, Commando? Like, I just, I just want to stop in the pocket, start doing push-ups, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Commando style, pumped, and just like, yeah, I'm just ready to kick some ass, man. Like, let's just go find some criminals and <laughs> kick ass. Yeah. yeah, let's go to the mall and find some criminals up to no good. <laughs> Mike gets us some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, the three of us together could maybe rip out. No, no, probably yeah, yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, any guys final thoughts in Commando before we go then? This movie's awesome. Explosions. Stokes. I'm just wondering, where do you think it ranks for in terms of his career? I mean, his career was probably already made by this because he made Conan and Terminator before this. But yeah, again, this is probably you like think on, it's kind of set the tone for the rest. Yeah, this was on the upswing, right? Like, well, this is the first one where he started yeah. doing one-liners and shit, right? Because Conan, he wasn't doing one-liners; he did barely even spoke in that. Mm. And then Terminator, he didn't really speak much mm-hmm. either. Like, this is the first one I think became him. At, and both those films, like Conan, he's the hero, but. He's kind of an anti-hero, and then Terminator, he's a villain. This is the first film where I think he's a leading man hero who's going to deliver one-liners and kick-ass. Because after this, you get like Running Man. Yeah. You know, I don't know about Raw Deal, but I think Red Heat. Yeah. Uh, all those films from this point forward, he would kick-ass and deliver one-liners. So I think this is the first one that kind of started that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think we've said enough times it's amazing. And I've seen, yeah, fuck people that don't like this movie, man. I'm like, people, it's too cheesy. You know what, man? You're cheesy. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a witty one-liner, but I'm not as, <laughs> you got nothing. Not not as you, creative. Schwarzenegger, as, uh, you're yeah, not. No. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I think... I think Mark for Death? I think we're thinking Mark for Death next, which is kind of the uh, one of the better Seagal movies. And then we're going to have um, Double Impact for Van Damme, I believe. Yeah. And Tangle and Cash for... That's kind of a twofer, because you're getting Stallone, but you're also getting some Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell in there. Uh, so those are the four action flicks we're going to cover. And, you know, I know that we're missing some Chuck Norris, we're missing some Charles hey, there's Bronson. there's always next time. There's next time. We'll be back. I'm sure uh, I've already had a blast recording this episode. So as long as we can keep the momentum going for the next three, uh, yeah, these films are great. And these are good films like, you know, after we just covered some really deep, depressing, <laughs> yeah, you know, dystopian there, films. nothing depressing this about This is the this. perfect film to rinse and purge ourselves of yeah. all this uh, evil thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah we'll be back with those hopefully we'll have as much fun with them but yeah they're all great flicks as well anyways if you want to get a hold of us let us know what your favorite action flicks let us know your favorite Schwarzenegger movie yeah what your favorite Schwarzenegger and how you feel about Commando if you don't like the film don't even bother commenting unlike the group and don't listen to the podcast (laughs) again 
I'm just joking. We need yeah, you guys. <laughs> we'll be back with other things. I promise. Yeah, it's not yeah, uh, commando. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we love you guys. But uh, no, you can get a hold of us uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And uh, Facebook, we have the group page and the like page to, uh, you know, join the page, like us, and then come to the group page and discuss some uh, 80s action. Uh, just search Movie City Max. It should come up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Special uh, thanks to our guest today, yeah, uh, thanks Stokesy. for joining us, Stokes. Thank you. And we'll be back. I know he likes Schwarzenegger, but I think Seagal's your real... You love like you. Yeah. Which one are you popping rods for? Which uh, uh, of Dan all Dan? the action stars yeah. is it? Bronson, Chuck. Who, who's Which your one guy? makes it like the throbbingest? Well, I'm looking forward to Tango and Cash the most. <laughs> like uh, the movies we're watching. Okay, that's that's my uh, go-to there. But yeah, yeah I, I can never turn off a good Seagal movie. To be honest with you, <laughs> who can? Yeah, and they're, they're all fucking good, man. Like my favorite, every time he runs in that movie, like it's, it's so good. I remember. I'm not even. I not. Kid you not? I think I've talked about it before, but I remember like thinking like he used to run so cool, and I used to mm-hmm. kind of like mimic it. Yeah, you tried. And to then run. I realized like no, that's actually bad. People make fun of his running, so <laughs> I stopped doing that. But it was too late at that point. I've already now. That's how I yeah, people again. already. Anyways, we'll be back, guys. Maddie, do you got any witty one-liners to end this on? I was gonna say we'll be back. That's just terrible. Yeah. That's just terrible. Well, I'll be back. We got nothing. Yeah, we'll be back, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>